When it comes to weight loss, no two people are the same. That's why Noom builds personalized plans based on your unique psychology and biology. Take Brittany. After years of unsustainable diets, Noom helped her lose 20 pounds and keep it off. I was definitely in a yo-yo cycle for years of just losing weight, gaining weight, and it was exhausting. And Stephanie. She's a former D1 athlete who knew she couldn't out-train her diet, and she lost 38 pounds. My relationship to food before Noom was never consistent. And Evan, he can't stand salads, but he still lost 50 pounds with Noom. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. Even through the pickiness, Noom taught me that building better habits builds a healthier lifestyle. I'm not doing this to get to a number. I'm doing this to feel better. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom users compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hello, boys and girls. Ladies and gentlemen, I am Dan Selke of WinnersComing.net. Here with Mia Johnson of DorksHideOfTheForce.com. Here to talk about... All things sci-fi, fantasy, monsters, space aliens, swords, dragons, lasers, what have you. And boy, do we have an exciting, dramatic show for you today. Mia, how are you doing? I am doing good. I don't have anything else to add. I'm just good. How about you? (laughs) I'm doing pretty good. I'm excited because this news is, is interesting. And uh, thanks to all of you in the chat. If you have comments, questions, queries... Um, those are the symbols I can think of. Uh, feel free to sound off. Wex is a secret targ on the YouTube page when it's coming says, in need of an A-S-O-I-A-F fix. A song of ice and fire. And Wex is a secret targ. Do I have good news for you? And hey, Julie. Oh, it's April Fool's Day where Julie is. One day forward in Australia. Uh-huh. Wait, you haven't told me the last six months were just a joke. No. Well, <laughs> worth a try. No, they were not, but um, hopefully we can lighten the load a little bit. Uh, We'll see what happens. Okay, first big story, first big headline, and I'll just say it, and we can can start reacting. There is going to be a Game of Thrones Broadway show. Westeros, where the wind comes sweeping down the plain. That kind of thing. Not a musical, so far as I know. Yeah. Um. Mia, if I told you, and I just did, that there's going to be a Game of Thrones Broadway show, what does your mind immediately conjure up? Uh, Oh, what does it conjure up? Oh, my gosh. I don't know. I'm thinking of set pieces. I'm thinking of costumes. I really do. My immediate reaction was a musical, which I would 100% see. I would 100% see. (laughs) Um, You know, looks like it's not, but I am... I'm kind of excited for this. I can't say I, I don't like the idea. I don't either, especially when I read about the particulars. So if you're just watching, the news is George R. R. Martin is working with um, people who are actually good at this kind of thing on mounting a Broadway show based on Game of Thrones, but not just based on Game of Thrones. Uh, it's going to be a play that tells the story of the tourney at Heron Hall. Now, any A Song of Ice and Fire fan knows what that means and knows how important that is. Uh, Mia, are you familiar with the tourney at Heron Hall at all? I don't know why I asked you this. It's very mean of me. <laughs> no, yeah, I'm a fake Game of Thrones fan. You're going to have to explain that to me. Okay. So, the tourney at Heron Hall is a pretty important kind of historical event. We don't see it on the show. It happened like like not like 10 years before the show happened 
or like mm-hmm. 15-ish. This is the grand tournament uh, that uh, Lord went. Yes, Julia Wright is coming to Australia, London, and New York to start. And then it'll hopefully tour after that. Mm-hmm. And it's being made by... I mean, George R. R. Martin is providing the story, but he's not the writer. He's not the director because he's not a di- writer-director of Broadway <laughs> plays, obviously. Yeah. And he already wrote the story. So I'm not sure if that means like he's going to be involved with it at all or just he gets the credit. But when he was talking about it anyway, the attorney at Heron Hall about 15 years before Game of Thrones starts, um, there's a huge tournament held at the giant castle of Heron Hall, which we do see in the show. Arya's imprisoned there for a bit in season two. They go in and out mm-hmm. um, where Daenerys's father, the Mad King, Aerys Targaryen goes there he attends his son Rhaegar Targaryen the prince attends Robert Baratheon who is the king when the show starts attends a young Jamie Lannister attends and is knighted <laughs> Oberyn Martell is there dancing with men and women alike um, young Ned Stark and his whole family are there yeah. and it's it's this big event that is kind of like when the war to kick the mad king off the throne begins because, yeah. and I'm sure the player get into this, there's all these conspiracies about Rhaegar kind of arranged it. Because he knew his father was kind of starting to go, right? You know, the Mad King's known as the Mad King. And he's like, <laughs> dad is not looking so hot lately. And so his plan is kind of to get, use the tournament as an excuse to get all these lords together and be like, mm. okay, look, I'm going to take over the throne. We can plan it. I know my dad's starting to go like, but we can sort of like ease him off and all get on. But King Ares doesn't want that. He wasn't supposed to go through, but he shows up anyway because he heard about this. And he's like, you kicking me off? I don't think so. So he's down there trying to disrupt <laughs> things. And there are all these other dramas happening, too. The big drama is Rhaegar Targaryen, King Ares' son, and Lyanna Stark, Ned Stark's sister, who is Death of Showtime Show Starts. They meet here and they fall in love, Mia. Mm. Liana hears Rhaegar singing on his harp and starts crying. She finds it so beautiful. And if you remember, these are Jon Snow's parents. They abscond with each other after the tournament is over, a while over, which is the whole reason the war starts, which is the whole reason Robert Baratheon starts, like, getting ticked and takes an army down there. It's the whole reason the Mad King starts burning people alive because he's being pressured by this stuff. It all starts here. I think it's a really cool topic for a play because it's 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 localized like because th- there's there's a lot of stuff that goes down like there's like funny bits like Jamie Lannister is knighted at this place the king does it mm-hmm. himself which is kind of a political move to get him out of Tywin's orbit like Ned like has like a fl- like a like he's a shy 18 year old at this point Ned Stark oh, Sean Bean young Sean Bean <laughs> yeah and he's like flustered by this woman Ashara Dane who's trying to dance with him but he's like eh, I don't know I don't know, I don't know. um There's like, there's comedic bits. There's all that political crap I just mentioned. There's the love story at the heart of it. And doom hangs over the whole thing because we know that this is the start of the war and that most of these characters, including Leon and Rhaegar, are going to die, you know, after everything is said and done. And I think it's a good topic for a play because everyone is in the same place. 
And like, I think about like Harry Potter and the Cursed Child, which is kind of the the other big thing you think of when Mm -hmm. like big franchise making to play. And like that thing takes place over years and years and like the characters age and they like go back in time and they yeah. go to different <laughs> sets. And there's a scene where uh, where a woman grows blade hands on a train top and it's just um, and there's two freaking plays. It's so big. And yeah. when I heard that there was a, a Harry Potter Broadway, uh, not sorry, a Game of Thrones Broadway play, I was like. Uh, is it going to be like that or it's all kind mm-hmm. of like ungainly and huge and some folk love cursed child and everything but um it also has a lot of detractors um and then i was like "Ooh, the tourney at heron hall oh okay one location lots of characters lots of drama and comedy the story is mm-hmm. already set down i kind of think it's a good idea <laughs> Yeah, yeah. As you're describing it to me, this is bringing me back to, gosh, I had, I've done a couple of like theater classes. I could have been a theater minor, but that's besides the point. Um, But kind of thinking about playwriting and kind of getting into that mind. And every time I wanted to, or I had an assignment to write a play, I would always take like that Harry Potter approach where it's like, it's almost like you're creating a screenplay, but it's like, eh, this is going to have to happen on stage. Right. And then you realize that's really not kind of the, not to say it's not appropriate for the stage, but there really is a certain way that you want to do things where with the stage, you really are focused more on the characters. It's not really about the scenery or, you know, all of the, the cool things and jumping from scene to scene to scene. You want to, kind of like stay in one place, marinate on it, watch what's happening and almost feel right. like you're in the room too as it's as it's going on. Um, so yeah, I was unfamiliar with that uh, event, but as you describe it to me, I'm like, yeah, that <laughs> that really sounds like a play. It really sounds like, you know, you're just seated, you're seated totally here, does. you're kind of you're observing what's going on and the drama of it all just happens to unfold. <laughs> I mean, and there's like jousting and stuff if they want to do it. And there's like, you know, archery contest or whatever, but but they wouldn't have to. Like, this is the kind of story that you could totally like shrink down and take on tour. Whereas like Cursed Child, like how are you going to do the train top blade jump through time scene if you don't have like the big rigs or something? But here it's it's just characters talking and singing and falling in love. Nicole likes how I said that. Thank you. And um, again, this like sense of doom. I think it's a really cool idea. I would definitely go see it. And you watching, would would you go see this? Obviously, um, it would not be premiering in the immediate future because yeah. a lot of theaters are still closed down. Um, they're targeting like 2023, um, which I think sounds fun. I The more I talk about this, the more I think it sounds really cool. And by the way, yeah. I, I didn't mention before, but I should. The playwright is... Uh, Duncan McMillan, who's worked on Henrik Ibsen plays. He won an award for doing a play version of George Orwell's 1984, which sounds neat. And then the director is Dominic Cook, who put on lots of Shakespeare. Oh, he put on um, Shakespeare's War of the Roses plays for TV and worked for the Royal Court Theatre in England. And, you know, Game of Thrones based on the War of the Roses. Like, very fancy <laughs> there is like a shakespeare element to game of thrones where it's all these like you know people in bodices and you know pantaloons oh, yeah. walking around talking about secession and stuff so i have like richard the third and henry the fifth and henry the fourth henry the sixth other shakespeare plays that are about that kind of time um yeah i think it's cool i think it's a good idea i'd be interested and we'll have to wait a while but i'm i'm into it 
Yeah. Oh. In the meantime, if they also want to adapt it into a musical, then I would also hope they put that on the table. <laughs> oh, yeah. Why not? I'm a huge musical I, fan. I love, love, love it. I freaking love musicals. I mean, I haven't seen a musical or gone to a theater or gone to a movie in, you know, since the pandemic. I would love to go, but hopefully this won't be the first one I get to see. So, yeah, that is just a really interesting expansion of the Game of Thrones universe. And yeah. it's coming at a time when there's, you know, they're really pushing this stuff hard. Um, we talked last week about how we're getting, they're making, they're developing three freaking new shows. Um, top of my head, the 10,000 Ships one, the Flea Bottom one, and the Sea Snake one. I remembered. All right, I'm the best. Kind of related to that, we also got the news that Mr. George R.R. R. Martin uh, just signed an eight-figure, which means at least $10 million, right? deal with hbo to develop more content by the way the play just wondering um is not involved with hbo i guess they didn't nap Mm -hmm. up the play rights um (laughs) which like why would they yeah Uh, although they could invest later but no he's been signed to hbo with an eight-figure deal again it's at least 10 mil to develop more content that inspires a a a bunch of thoughts i mean like the base one being like who (laughs) No one freaking deserves $10 million for, like, anything. Gosh. Like, l- let alone the... I mean... No, I'll stick with that. For, for like... I, I think it's kind of a stupid... Uh, that's a dumb number for any reason at any point. Yeah. Um, I also think athletes get paid, like, ridiculous amounts of money. Like, I know it's popular, but I'm sorry. Like, you, how can you get that much money when so many people who don't have, like, anything close to that? Hmm. Okay. <laughs> um, it also does mean that uh, he'll probably be involved... Yeah. Oh boy. Um, with these spinoffs that are going on, which of course is good news for folk who want him to work on them and give that George R. Martin touch. And probably mm-hmm. bad news for the people who are uh, hoping he doesn't get distracted <laughs> while riding the winds of winter. Yeah, Have any thoughts I'm- on this or is it just sort of a, a repeat of what we've always <laughs> been saying with the added um, thing of, that's a lot of money. Right. No, I was like, if you give me that kind of money, I am never touching another book. I'm never opening Microsoft Office or Word ever again. You can forget about the rest of your book trilogy. Like, serious. He's in his 70s. <laughs> like, who even needs that much money? Okay. Just, I know. I know. I yeah. don't know him. It's a lot. I, and I'm kind of like, you know, like it's for me, it's like, you know, what if you won the lottery? Would you quit your job? This is still his job is kind of like developing this content. But I'm like, how much is he even going to do in the first place? Like, I assume he's not going to be like, you know, in a head writer or something like that. Maybe, no. you know, no, executive no, 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 no. producer. I don't even imagine director. So it's like, no, how hands off is he, you know, just to be handed like, like a Jeff Bezos sort of thing. Just like, well, here's your money, you know, <laughs> well, yeah, <laughs> you woke like, up, you ate and you drove your car today. Here's some money. <laughs> is that like, and, and, and if he is hands off, why is he getting ten million? <laughs> like, <laughs> like if his if, if his job is going to be occasionally like calling in and saying like you know well in my script I I, I think Renero would be mad in this scene like that's worth ten million or then like if if he is really involved I agree with Nicole like we're never getting the wins winner <laughs> so yeah. this this news is up and down. Um, who me? I mean, we all want that kind of money, obviously, but just, I, I mean, I, I, like, if you're in your 70s and you're already rich and then you get, I, I can't imagine it's for the money. 
like this is kind of thoughts beyond the spoke of the scope of this podcast but like when you're that wealthy you don't need to work for money but you keep working anyway and you get lots and lots of money so like it must be for the love of the game but if it was just for the love of the game why are you getting paid so much so yeah. there are um contradictions in here yeah. i mean there are some nice homes in in la that cost you know 10 million and up so i mean i can understand sure Gotta have that there are nice some nice second view. homes in Miami yeah. that would cost that much. There are some nice third homes, like built <laughs> on a mountaintop, and you can look down and stuff. Maybe he wants to buy a maybe he wants to buy a castle. Oh, maybe he wants to build a castle. That would cost some money. Okay, I could believe Ooh. that. Open it up as a bed and breakfast. Game of Thrones, oh, that'd be fun, bed yeah. and breakfast, but you don't get murdered <laughs> when you check in. Anyway, <laughs> or, or you do it's probably like a play acting thing. Anyway, about the play, Christian is all for going to see it. And yeah, I, I'm interested in seeing it too. Nicole says, I forgot it's a play and not a movie, so I'm open to no jousting. See, like, that's the fun thing about a play, though, is that, like, you could, like, jousting could just mean, like, a paper horse being, like, yeah, yeah. kind of walked across the screen with a guy with a little stick kind of going along with it. Yeah, a little war You could do action. it in a lot of different ways. And Nicole says, no Game of Thrones musical. I have dang Reigns of Castamere to my three-month-old Sangrench Castamere. At least 1,000 times because it makes her happy. That's so cute. Um, <laughs> I bet there will be a musical. Because, again, a key part is that Rhaegar kind of. Lyanna falls in love with him as he shows his musical prowess. He all, oh, well, I didn't tell you this. He also. Rhaegar wins the tournament. Like the joust and the melee. He wins. And he is married to Elia of Dorne. And Lyanna is betrothed to Robert Baratheon. But mm-hmm. Rhaegar. When you win a tournament in this world, I don't know if this is true or based on anything, you get to crown a queen of love and beauty, kind of like, and I dedicate my win to ye, and he dedicates his win to Lyanna Stark, who is not his wife, and who is also betrothed to someone else, and then they run away together and have Jon Snow. So, it's like a giant escondolo at the end of the tournament, which again kind of foreshadows the the doom to come again like which i think is great like come on that that's that's drama that's romance yeah. that's that's horror like i can see that playing well um in an auditorium to people i am curious to see it oh yes and uh, as julie davis says in all famous jitter mountain he does put his mouth around a bit that is very true yeah not that gives him an out as far as the window printer goes yeah he 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 he, he spreads us both around um I mean, again, we, 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 we could talk about the ethics of wealth, but um, we, we, we won't. As Nicole says, it was cute the first hundred times. I mean, you could move on to like Jenny of Oldstone singing your three-month-old niece that, something like that. Or um, what other songs are there? Uh, the Bear and the Maiden Fair. There's stuff you could try. Maybe yeah, you could, maybe you could, maybe you could graduate. Rhymes. <laughs> All right. So that is some of the Game of Thrones news. Pretty cool stuff. I'm looking forward to that. And then Mia, if any of you want to talk about a topic, feel free to throw it out. Yeah. We can give you our feedback, our expert opinion. I mean, <laughs> we, we are incredibly qualified. And you had some thoughts on your mind about a galaxy far, far away. Mia, yeah. what were they? Gosh, yeah, there was an exciting announcement this week about the Obi-Wan Kenobi series. We have two kind of big Star Wars announcements, but the Obi-Wan Kenobi series one was pretty exciting. Um, 
because Star Wars and Lucasfilm announced that they are finally beginning production in April. And it's like, yay. And Ian McGregor kind of said it himself. He was like sometime in spring 2020. It was either between like this month and next month. So that's uh-huh. official. But they also announced um, a slew of people for the cast. And they sent out this nice little card. And of course, we've got Ian McGregor. Hayden Christensen is back as Anakin Skywalker, Obi-Wan Kenobi. Um, I'm excited. Moses Ingram, she's from um, the chess Netflix thing <laughs> um, that I'm Now you know, I can't remember what it was. I, I know. Yeah, yeah. Um, but the Queen's, that, ga- the Queen's Gambit. The Queen's Gambit. Exactly. They're creating a Broadway show for that as well. Um, they but, are? Yeah, <laughs> they are. And I'm really excited for that one. <laughs> Huh. Apparently, it's just a, a, a really good tie-in opportunity. Yeah. Um, but like another big... They, oh, yeah. No. No, sorry. I was just starting to think about like all the Broadway shows they based off. Like, there was the Legally Blonde musical. Yeah. And there was... Uh, the I, I guess it does happen. When I was in New York, like, a couple years before the pandemic, there was like... It was like a musical based on that animated Anastasia movie from yes, like I remember the that. late yeah. 90s or something. And I was like, okay, work, go for it, sure. Oh, yeah, yeah. So it, it of does course, happen. Disney I runs. Hear, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, but lots hear, of musicals. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but um, the thing that was interesting to me, oh, also Kumail Nanjiani is in this. He's also in Eternal, yeah. so he's kind of doing that double dip MCU Star Wars. O'Shea Jackson Jr., which I believe that's Ice Cube's son straight out of Compton. Yeah. (laughs) And um, who is this? In um, Indira Varma, right, from Thrones. Game of Thrones. Right. Yeah. So, we've got them. The two interesting ones to me, though, were uh, Joel Edgerton and Bonnie. I think her name is Peace. In German, it would be Pisa. But (laughs) those two in these sequel films played Uncle Owen and Aunt Beru which are the two people who essentially raised Luke Skywalker when Obi-Wan shipped him off to Tatooine, you know. Um, so that you know, is you do. kind of interesting to me that this is the Obi-Wan series, but we're kind of going back to this Luke Skywalker connection. And I believe this happens like 10-ish years after episode three, mm-hmm. so... You know, Vader is is running the Empire and all that. Obi-Wan is hiding on a Tatooine. Um, so, it makes me wonder, are we going to see Luke Skywalker again? We just saw him in The Mandalorian, right, at the, you know, post-Empire. And now it's like, are we going to see him again during the Empire? And I'm like, does Star Wars kind of have this Luke Skywalker fixation now? Like, they try to pretend like they have all these other people. And it's really just masked, you know, Luke Skywalker behind it all. <laughs> <laughs> um, I will bet you $5,000 we see him again. Yeah, I'll be yeah. absolutely sure of it. I don't think it's an obsession. I think that um, Disney is really canny about uh, getting things into their shows they know people want to see and will stoke the fires of fan interest. Is what I always say about uh, Disney things can only be like so creative or so good because they eventually run yeah. into this thing where like you have to check this box. You mm-hmm. have to get this in because we have to have this set up for our next thing or this callback. Um, that's my opinion on that. 
Yeah, yeah, which is funny because obviously we were having this conversation about the Mandalorian. Like, wow, we are completely separated. We're completely isolated from most of the Star thank, Wars universe. Thank God. <laughs> most of the Skywalker saga up until season two. And they were like, okay, just kidding. We're bringing everything back, everything that we thought we had, you know, severed ourselves from bringing it back. Um, so I was, I'm like, okay, I know Obi-Wan Kenobi is a big part of that Skywalker saga anyway. Um, so I'm like, I guess it was kind of inevitable. It does make People sense, are doesn't it? Know. I mean, yeah. It's not like they're shoving him into um, something he would never be involved with. It's not like, yeah. like, this is that the Acolyte show set hundreds of years before and like mm-hmm. Luke Skywalker's here. Like it, it, it makes sense to see a 10 year old Luke Skywalker short on an Obi-Wan yeah. Kenobi show about him protecting yeah. him. So, I mean, I'm, I'm interested. It looks like I'm wondering if the, the woman from Queen's Gambit, she sent out this Instagram post. Anya that said, um, Well, no, the oh, no. Moses Ingram. Yeah. <laughs> oh, gosh. Bring her in there. Oh, my gosh. No. Um, she said, I play with lightsabers um, or sometimes I play with lightsabers. So I'm wondering if she's going to be a Jedi in this. Um, and it seemed like Obi-Wan Kenobi was going to have kind of like his own new partner in crime or something, which is interesting because this is after Order 66. The Jedi have, you know, been killed off. But and yet there's Obi-Wan, there's Yoda and Ahsoka somewhere out there, too. Gosh, they could even bring back Ahsoka. You'll, ne- you'll never know. <laughs> I mean, um, as again, they're, they're, they're very, very good at connecting things. I, I, I think that's very intentional. Um, I think they want to have connections so you feel like you don't get the full story without watching the other things. I think it is diabolical. I think it's entertaining. <laughs> but um, I think there is a method to that oh, kind yeah. of thing when okay. it comes to Disney. And again, that's why it's going to be tricky for HBO to replicate it, thank God, because um, their shows are spread out in time. Uh, mm-hmm. So it'll be harder to tie stuff in. And but you know what? I, I bet they'll give it a swing and I bet it'll fail. <laughs> oh, no. Well, well yeah, I, I am that curious part, to see how it... Yeah. Which way, which part? I'll watch this, definitely. Oh. Um, the trying to, like, force a connection into a show where it doesn't oh, belong. Oh, yeah, that's going to be interesting. But, yeah, for this, there's no... They didn't announce a due, uh, release date, but probably early 2022. I don't know if it'll be later this year, but we'll see. Um, another interesting thing I just thought I'd bring up briefly is that yesterday there was a an official trailer for The Bad Batch, and this is the... Star Wars The Clone Wars spinoff and I am like slowly making my way through The Clone Wars <laughs> just so I can understand <laughs> The Bad Batch and I know so many other people are excited oh, about true, this. True, true, true. Um, but yeah, it's going to be pretty cool. They have a like a 70 minute premiere on May the 4th which yeah, is that's Star a long Wars animated Day. premiere. Yeah, I was like Oh, they're really doing this. And then at the same time, they're going to have another episode air on Friday or release on Friday, which is kind of like the normal time. Um, so it, I was going to say it looks pretty interesting. This happens like after the clone, like the actual Clone Wars. And so now we're going to get to see kind of like the beginning of the Empire, which in a way is kind of like Obi-Wan Kenobi. That's 10 years after. <laughs> but this is a little bit closer to the like true beginning of the Empire, just in animated form. 
And um, there's some people like um, Tarkin, who becomes Grand Moff Tarkin. They've got Fennec Shan, who's Ming-Na Wen uh, from The Mandalorian. Another connection, and, yeah. Yeah, and even Saw Gera, <laughs> who was uh, played by Forrest Whitaker in Rogue One. So, yeah, they are also bringing in all those connections, but kind of in the animated world, which... It's interesting to see how they're playing with that. You know, you can make someone animated and you can make it live action and it, it has this yeah. fluidity back and forth. I was thinking, um, how long before you think we see the Bad Batch, like the titular fivesome clones in live action? I would, again, bet quite a bit of money rules that they'll show up sooner or later. Yeah, it, it would. Hmm. I'm trying to figure out how they would do that because it's kind of like, you know, cast five actors and show up into a show. Yeah, well, yeah, there we go. <laughs> or the same actor, because, you know, it was uh, Tamir oh, Morrison, yeah. but now he's older, which means it makes sense for him to play an older Boba Fett, but I don't... Well, they do the de-aging technology. They were like, we're never going to recast Luke Skywalker at this point, because we have de-aging technology, so it'll always be Mark Hamill. So, I mean, they might be able to bring back Tamir Morrison and just have him do every single role. <laughs> yeah, so... Uh, oh, yeah, yeah and, that, and that's on a... On May the 4th, right? May the 4th on Disney+. Plus. Of course. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, I remember watching... Try, I, I tried to watch The Clone Wars a bit. I never got past, like, the first few episodes, but maybe I'll I'll, I'll dip back into it um, now yeah. that this thing is coming up. And I will watch... Is there a word... Th- there is no word on the Obi-Wan show release date, right? That's just... No, they didn't say... The they just said when filming is beginning. Probably yeah, next April. year, right? I'm thinking so, Yeah. Don't take them that long. They're pretty quick. Like with the the Mandalorian, they filmed it, and then within a couple of months, they're like, "Okay, it's ready." I was like, "Wow." <laughs> yeah, it's true. That was true. That was very quick. Uh, what is coming out? I know that Shadow and Bones coming out on later April. Nicole's excited about that, and we can't talk about that yet, can we? I don't know what the embargo date is because I haven't been. Keeping <laughs> then up with we are not going to talk about <laughs> it. But I'll say this, Nicole. We're excited, too, and we will probably have some early discussions about a show that might be that, but I can't confirm that for legal purposes. Um, (laughs) Also watching another HBO show from a certain prominent, super canceled uh, creator that we'll be talking about probably next week and excited to talk about another big kind of um, uh, fantasy sci-fi show that he's that they're going to try and make happen, I guess, um, despite some behind the scenes drama and that'll be up coming up pretty soon mm-hmm. <laughs> what do you know oh I, i'll never tell uh <laughs> hopefully next week or or the week after we can probably um talk about it i'm trying to find the other comments you said but i can't quite okay uh y- yes we are um although what we are watching mia are you watching anything right now that you want to talk about uh shall we talk about the falcon and the winter soldier we can briefly, yeah. I mean, I'll, I'll say this. We were like doing... Oh, about, oh Christian, I want to tell you Christian. Um, uh, Christian, don't hold out for a live demo or a live read. This week, there will be no ad read. Uh, maybe they'll come back. I'm sorry if you were hoping for um, a climax, so to speak, to uh, <laughs> that, that line, but not today at any rate. Yeah, you'll but have to go back and you, watch, you your, watch your rerun. <laughs> I will say Christian brought up Invincible... And he just said Invincible is pretty good. And I did watch that. I watched the first three Ew. episodes on Amazon Prime Video. Have you heard about this? This new superhero I have, show? Yeah, program? I saw the trailer. I didn't know it was out yet. It looked pretty interesting. 
Yeah, it's by um, what's well, based on the comic book by Robert Kirkman, who did The Walking Dead, which is also airing new episodes um, that are like getting quite a lot of blowback. Frankly, the last one was like the lowest rated of the show's history, and that show has been on for a long time. Um, oh, yeah. But I watched this and I liked it. So uh, there are so I, I don't know how there are so many superhero shows on, <laughs> and I seem to like most of them. Like, I'm not sure, like, where my ceiling is going to be, but it's definitely um, in the vein of one of those, like, later sort of postmodern, it's a superhero show with a twist, like that kind of Mm -hmm. thing. It's not a straightforward, like, show about Batman or the Falcon and the Winter Soldier or even WandaVision. It's kind of like half of it is like sort of a wholesome superhero sitcom where the, like, the son of the Superman equivalent gets his powers and he's a teenager and oh golly gee whiz this whole new world and then there's the very the boys ish um, ultra violent cynical say. part involving um, no spoilers but uh, his father J.K. Simmons and like mm. looks like J.K. Simmons they did one of those things oh, yeah. <laughs> um, and I think it's fun I think I think it's well done I'm intrigued to see what's happening and I mean. Something about uh, ultraviolence where uh, animated, where like you can like see like the eyes bulging out and popping and blood pouring out like in a form you usually think of as reserved for Disney movies or anime. It's just like something is just weirder about it and more uncomfortable and kind of gripping. Um, So I'm definitely enjoying it. And um, I think I got the screener for that, too. So I'm probably going to watch that later. I'm into it. Are you intrigued, Mia? Are you intrigued by Invincible? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I was going to ask. So it's not out yet, You, but you saw... It is. It's out. Oh, it is. Okay, okay. The first three are out, and I have a screener for the fourth one. And I think new things went on Fridays. Okay, yeah. I was meaning to check that out because it looked... It looked quite fun. Maybe aside from, like, when I saw the blood in the trailer, I was like, oh, this is is one of those things. (laughs) But I mean, like the boys you enjoy, and yeah. that is complete. That is right in this uh, avenue um, of again superhero show. But there's this dark yeah, and then it's like, edgy, uh, yeah. counter iconoclastic part to it. Like that's very now. And again, you'd figure it would play itself out, but it just isn't. And I keep being into it, so I guess I can't be that mad at it. And Christian says, "Yeah, Stephen Yuan, who played Glenn in The Walking Dead, is the voice of the teenage boy." Um, some reviewers were saying he's 37 and he sounds 37. I don't know. I I was pretty convinced by it. Him playing a 17-year-old. I didn't have any problem. And Sandra Oh is the mother. And John Hamm is a security guard. And like it's got a pretty good... Jillian Jacobs yeah. from Community is uh, Invincible's love interest. It, it's a good cast. Uh, good, interesting story. Done with, clearly, uh, some dedication and heart. And it was a, if, if I'm getting a little tired of the the dark underbelly of the superhero story um it's 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 it hasn't uh shown up yet really okay because i'm still into it <laughs> cool yeah well yeah and I don't, the well, falcon and the winter soldier yeah i'll just express some sentiments about the falcon and the winter soldier which hit it it's just i don't know yeah so and i also i i went on another podcast with one of my writers from Dorkside the Force. We talked about it for like an hour and 15 minutes. So I'm trying to be like, okay, what? (laughs) This is still pretty fresh on my mind. But um, this episode, I think to me was 
a lot more exciting. Um, this was an episode where we finally have Sam and Bucky back together. The thing is, it's like it's not like WandaVision where you're constantly wondering no. like what's going on, who is behind this, who's pulling the strings, like what character is secretly Mephisto or something like that. You're just like watching it and mm-hmm. kind of enjoying the show. Um, so I like the simplicity of it. It really people have been saying it really just feels like a Marvel project. And I definitely don't hate that about it. Um, I like that we get kind of these 50-minute episodes where you really just have time yeah, to nice. sit with the story and digest it. And um, a lot of people hate that new Captain America. <laughs> they say, of course. They're I mean, like, oh, yeah, he has this the punchable idea, right? face. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm trying to figure out how I feel about his character. I don't hate him. I, I'm not one of those people who's like, I just want to like punch him in the face. I think it's kind of, it's an interesting device to use um, to help Bucky and Sam fill out their feelings about one another and Captain America. Um, for sure, he's not my Captain America, you know, as everyone is saying, but <laughs> I like him as a plot point. He's getting people angry and he's getting people riled up, which I think overall is pretty effective. So I can't be mad at that. Yeah, as Christian says, the new cap looks like a tool, um, which yeah, he does. I th- I think that's the point. Like, I I, yeah. I, 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 I don't think we're supposed to like him. I think he's supposed oh, no. to be kind of this antipathy inspiring figure. Um, I'm enjoying it. I will say this. It's 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 taking up way less mind space than WandaVision did. Like, I'm not thinking yeah. about it. Like, I just kind of forget it when it's done. And then I just kind of go about my week. And then I'm like. Talking about it now, and I'm like, what happened again in that one? Oh, yeah. Okay. The yeah. Flag Smashers <laughs> and they met up. They were giving like full, um, like, uh, buddy cop, old marrieds energy yeah. in this yeah. one. Like, very much, we got to sit down with a psychiatrist and hash out our bro issues. And like, oh, we want to sit this close, sit that close. Oh, get so close with your knee between my knee. Um, it, it honestly, it, it was almost too much for me. Like you are really? two grown adults. Like <laughs> this is a lot of like chest thumping for 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 two adults in in, in charge of their capacities. But um, it, it, it's an excuse to give the actors some like fun kind of odd oh, yeah. couple, yeah, Jack and Walter Matthau stuff to play, and they're having a good time with it. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Like they're just walking along the path in that country, and they won't accept a ride from the new Captain America. Like really, yeah. that's how you're gonna be. <laughs> yeah they're they're really it's the petulance too, for me yeah 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 they really play that on i am kind of like at some point i would like for them to you know kind of make I, at sometimes i'm like you know what reason does bucky have to be upset you know in the first place they're always just kind of at odds i've been like but what is you know what's just why and i get it kind of makes for funny banter anyway um, but yeah, it's, it's really just playing in the middle for me. I won't say that I hate it. I won't say yeah. that I'm like overly I in love with it. it, but it's, it's, it's something entertaining to watch on a Friday night. So I've been enjoying the ride so far. <laughs> exactly. And beyond that, I'm just watching some of the new, um, advanced episodes we have that we will be talking about very soon. Um, but not immediately. No, no, but no. We can find out more about that perhaps next week, next Wednesday. I think we can talk. We can talk about the HBO show next week. I'm sure of that. And I'll check up on Shadow and Bone. Um, and we'll be back to talk about all that next week right here on the Winners Coming Facebook page at 4 p.m. Central Standard Time. In the meantime, we are available in podcast form. 
on email, iTunes, Google Play, wherever podcasts are available. And thanks so much for watching. We love your comments. We love interacting with you guys. So come back 4 p.m. on the YouTube page when it's coming or the Facebook page. And we will give you more of our expertise and our takes and our bracing internet breaking opinions. Mm -hmm. Thanks very much. And good night. Bye. This podcast is brought to you by Fansighted. Join our community of over 300 sites from sports to pop culture and everything in between. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue. All in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.